From setback to comeback. That's the name of this series that we've been going through over the last few weeks. And today we come to part three of this series. We've been basing ourselves in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And we've been looking at one of the most well-known characters in the Bible. We've been looking at the life of David and one of the greatest setbacks that he had faced in his life. And today we're going to be reading from 1 Samuel 30 verse 1 to 8. And it says this. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at the town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burnt it to the ground. They carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realised what had happened to their families, they wept until they could not weep anymore. David's two wives, Ananiah from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those who were captured. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then he said to Abiathar the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it to him. Then David asked the Lord, should I chase after these band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. A few weeks ago, when the Welsh government announced that here in Wales, we were going into a second national lockdown and that places of worship had to close, I was quite surprised. The reason I was surprised was because Northern Ireland, who announced their fire break just a week earlier, said that places of worship could continue to meet together. But here in Wales, we had to close our church buildings. And I was devastated by this. You know, in my lifetime, I've never known a time where we've had to close the church doors for an extended period of time like we have this year. Not just once, we've had to do it twice now. We've had to close our church doors. And the reality is, we don't know how many more times we're going to have to do this over this coming winter period. And this has been devastating. You know, this year, our Sunday services have been cancelled. Our in-person services on Sundays, they've been cancelled. Our Tuesday morning prayer meeting, that's had to stop. Our connect groups on a Tuesday night, they have been cancelled. Wednesday Kids Club and Tots, they've had to stop. Our Alpha course has had to stop. Our coffee morning on a Friday morning, that's had to stop. And youth as well. They've all had to close down because of this lockdown. And it's been devastating that we haven't been able to minister in these different ways. And I know that we aren't the only church who are feeling the effects of that, who have been affected by that. Many churches right across our nation, right across the world at this time have been feeling the effects of having their buildings closed. You know, even last week on Wales Online, there was a minister who was being interviewed and he said he's absolutely devastated at the fact that he's had to close his church doors once again. But he also made an interesting statement. He said, I don't know how we're going to continue to move forward knowing that our building has been shut. I don't know how we're going to continue to carry out the mission of God. I know although it's been difficult this year, it's been so hard. We've never known a year like it and we don't know what the future is going to hold. You know, I've been reminded this year that the church is far more than a building. Just because our church doors have had to close doesn't mean the mission of God has had to stop. 
You know, I'm so glad that I've been reminded this year that we as the people are the church. We are the church. And I'm sure you've been reminded of that as well. You know, I love the fact that the mission of God hasn't had to stop during this period. You might be wondering, what is the mission? What is the mission that Jesus has given his church? Well, he said it in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, it says this. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I believe the Lord would remind us today that while Satan might have stopped the church from meeting, he hasn't stopped the spirit of God from moving. God has been moving in incredible ways right the way throughout this year. And I want to encourage you that God has been moving for us at Gateway Church Cymru as well. God has been doing incredible things this year through church online. You know, we've reached more people this year through church online than we have in the last 15 or 20 years. We've been reaching hundreds and thousands of people. We've been sharing the good news of Jesus with people right across our valley, right across the nation and even right across the world. God has been moving and that has been an incredible answer to pray. God has given a promise to our church that the latter days will be greater than the former days. And I believe that this is the start of it, where we are making Jesus known, where Jesus is transforming lives right up and down our valley, right in our homes, right across our nation. And, you know, this year has shown us that there is no setback that can stop God from moving. It doesn't matter how bad the setback is. Nothing will stop the mission of God from advancing. And nothing is going to stop the mission of God for the church or for your life either. And we see that in David's life as well. David, he had just encountered the setback of all setbacks. David was living with his enemy because he had fleed from his own king Saul who was trying to kill him. So David had escaped with his 600 men and was living with the Philistines, his enemy, in a place called Ziklag. And one day David was going to go and fight with the Philistines against his own people, the people of Israel. But the Philistines, they didn't trust David. So they sent David and his men back to Ziklag. But when David and his men, when they were arriving back in their hometown of Ziklag, they seen smoke on the horizon. Another one of their enemies, the Amalekites, had come in and raided their town when David and his 600 men were out. They had taken everything from David and his men. Their wives, their children, their livestock, they had burned their town to the ground. This was the setback of all setbacks for David. Everybody was completely devastated. All his soldiers and David, they were devastated. They were heartbroken. The enemy had come in and taken everything away from them. But then to make matters worse, these 600 men began to turn on David. They began to blame David, their leader. They said it was David's fault and they were talking about killing David. What was David going to do in this situation? This was the setback of all setbacks. David was done for in the natural. There was no way that he was able to move forward from this. There was no way he was able to make a comeback. But you know, we read this in verse 6 in 1 Samuel chapter 30. That David found strength in the Lord his God. The first step in making a comeback from a setback which David shows us is that David called for the right help. David got the right help. David turned to the Lord his God. When he had lost everything, when everybody had turned against him, when he was about to lose his life, we see that David turned to the Lord his God for help. 
and God was going to intervene. God was going to help him. We see that when we turn and call upon the comeback king, that is when our comeback can begin. That's the first step in making a comeback from the setback is getting the right help. Call on the resurrected king. Call upon Jesus and Jesus can help you no matter what you are facing today. No matter how impossible your situation seems, know that there is one who is able to help you and rescue you. And that is the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ himself. That is the first step. But then we see that David does something else then. David, he actually calls for his priest to bring him this ephod, which was a piece of clothing the priest wore. And when he did this, he was remembering his calling. David was reminded of who he was and what God had called him to be. That he was a child of God. He was called by God. And no matter what the enemy had thrown against him, the enemy wasn't going to take David's life away from him. He knew that his life was in God Almighty's hand. And I believe that God will remind you today that the enemy can't take away from you what God has put inside of you. You're a child of God. No matter what the enemy might take, loved ones, possessions, even your health, the enemy can't remove God's hand from your life. You're a child of God today. Know that. That is the second step in making a comeback from a setback. Remember your calling. But then we come today to verse 8. And we're going to see what David does next. After this, after he got the right help and he reminded himself of his calling, we see what David does next. It says this in 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. Then David asked the Lord his God, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. We see that David, he doesn't come up with his own plan about how he's going to make a comeback from this situation. We see that David doesn't try and even ask the soldiers about what he's to do next after losing everything, after having this setback. But we see that David goes to the Lord and he asks the Lord, he asks God, God, what should I do next? And this is the third step in making a comeback from a setback, is to receive your mission from the Lord your God. That's what David did. He received his mission. And this is so important. This is so important for us. Because I'm sure that David felt that, that it was over for him. I'm sure David felt that this was the end for him and for his 600 men as well. I'm sure that David didn't see a future for himself. He thought that was it. Our wives are gone. Our children are gone. Our homes are gone. So there's nothing else for us. I'm sure David was heartbroken. I'm sure he was depressed and he couldn't see a way forward. However, David knew that God wasn't done with him yet. You know, when we experience a setback in life, the enemy would try to make us believe that there is no way forward. The enemy wants you to believe today. If you've experienced a setback, he wants you to believe that there is no way forward, that there is no future for you, that that is it. You're done for. You're finished. Your faith is gone. Your family's gone. Your health is gone. Your possessions, your finances are gone. Your job is gone. The enemy would want you to think that there is no way forward. However, I believe the word of the Lord to you today, that the setback that you're experiencing right now is actually a setup. God is working in your waiting. God is doing something behind the scenes. And we see that even with David here. David had experienced the setback of all setbacks. 
but actually it wasn't a setback it was actually a setup from the Lord his God and I believe the Lord wants to remind you today that while there is still breath in your lungs God has still got a plan for you he's still got a purpose for you and he's got a mission for you today remember that the best days are ahead of you look to the Lord your God Listen to what it says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Know today that God has a mission for you. When you can't see a way forward, look up and receive your mission from God. God has got the best plan for you. God has got the best mission for you. Don't try to work it out yourself. Don't try in your own strength to figure it out or to move forward. Instead, look up and ask God, God, how can I begin forward to move forward? Help me to make that next step. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do, God? God, I'm looking to you. And that's what David did. Verse 8 again. David asked the Lord, should I chase after these band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord said, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. David didn't try to figure it all out on his own. He didn't try to figure it out in his own strength. But David receives his mission from the Lord. I know that's important. It's important for us. It's an important key for us to know that, that God's mission is for us is about receiving it and not grasping after it. You know, when I was younger, I wanted to know God's plan and purpose for my life. And I tried to do things. I tried to put things in place to try and, you know, find out what God's plan and purpose for my life was. But I got it totally wrong. You know, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to work in school. But God had other plans for me. And, you know, I discovered that if you want to know God's mission and call for your life and plan for your life, it is about receiving it from God and not about trying to grasp it or run after it or chase it. It's about receiving it from God. It's about God giving it to us rather than us trying to just get it from God or make it up ourselves. And, you know, the good news for you today is that God's got a mission for you. God's got a plan and purpose for your life and he is desperate to reveal it to you. God wants you to know his mission for your life. And if you've had a setback, God wants you to know the way forward as well. God will lead you and guide you. As it, even as it says in Psalm 23, that he leads us beside the still waters. He restores our soul. He leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. So you might be wondering today, how do I receive this mission? I've had the setback of all setbacks, Luke, but how do I receive this mission from God? Well, the secret is David shows us here. We've got to get close enough to God to hear his mission because God wants to reveal it to you. But you've got to draw close to God. The mission of God is revealed to us when we draw close to him. And we draw close to him through prayer, through reading his word, through worship and just spending time in his presence. When we get into the word of God every day, when we read the Bible every day, when we spend time praying and calling upon God and asking him to, to reveal his plans and purpose, purposes for us. When we get planted in a local church and begin to carry out the general will of God, then God will begin to reveal to us his specific will and mission and call for your life. And that's what David did. David drew close to God and he said, God, what do you want me to do? He didn't try to figure it out himself. but He said, God, what's your mission for me? And he said, should I go after these raiders? Should I try and reclaim everything? And God says, yes, go. And God says, you will reclaim everything. God speaks to him and David receives his mission. So as we come to a conclusion today of this third part of this series, pray that God has encouraged you, that God has spoken to you. But the third step in making a comeback from a setback is to receive your mission, receive the mission from God himself. Today, for us as a church, I want to encourage us 
that the mission of God hasn't stopped because of coronavirus. That yes, we've experienced the setback and we may have more setbacks with more lockdowns and more difficulties. But I want to remind us as a church today that the mission of God hasn't stopped. The spirit of God is still moving. God is still in the business of saving lives, changing lives, bring about radical change and transformation. God is still moving. The mission of God is still advancing. But I also want to remind you today, specifically, individually, for all of you who are watching online, that yes, you might have had a setback, but no, today is actually a setup. That God has still got a plan and purpose for your life. While there is still breath in your lungs, God has still got a call for you. God's got a mission for you. And I want to encourage you today, draw close to God. Draw close to him. Open up your heart. Open up your spiritual ears to see what God, to hear what God would say to you. And know that God will reveal his mission for you. Know today that God is in the business of changing situations, changing circumstances, as he did with David right here. Know that this setback is actually a setback. Know that the best days are ahead of you, that your future is going to be even more glorious than your past. And I believe this and I ask this in Jesus name for your life. Amen. Thank you.